0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ava vs. OT. Today's episode is a reflection on the growth of my thinking about occupational therapy. I think it is safe to say that my ideas surrounding OT have drastically changed since the beginning of this course. I did not realize how little I actually knew about the profession before coming to Scran until after taking this foundational class. I actually feel a bit embarrassed to say that I went into this major with a very small mind and scope of the profession. However, I now realize that this is normal and that it is not common to know everything about your major before diving into university-level classes. Originally, I thought OT was most commonly used on the elderly and mostly in hospital settings. It is a large misconception that OT is only seen in the medical setting. However, after our numerous projects and research, I have come to find that that is not the case. I have learned OT is practiced in places anywhere from hospitals to homes to prisons. The range of clientele is equally as varied since those being cared for can include newborns all the way to hospice care and death. I never thought OT involved anything outside of home modifications and rehabilitation. It is clear now that any age, disability, status, and setting can utilize the benefits of OT. The Practice Area Project was especially meaningful in my exploration of the profession. Since everyone researched and presented very different topics ranging from NICU care to immigration, my eyes have been open to the possibilities that await in my future. In OT, you really can take any passion you have, whether it be for a specific population or setting, and apply your therapy to better their lives. Overall, my learning about OT influenced my excitement to take what I learned in college and my degree to help people that you wouldn't usually think to need OT. This class especially helped shape my thinking that you do not need a disability or trauma to receive occupational therapy. I believe that is another misbelief which surrounds the profession in a negative way. I want people to look at OT as a way to encourage health and well-being rather than a way to quote-unquote fix a client. My goal overall when I go out into the field is to end the stigma that OT is only for those with disabilities and medical issues. I want my clients to know that they can achieve a meaningful life in any state of health and status. In my first episode, I defined OT as helping clients from pediatric to elderly gain the motor skills to continue their everyday occupations. Although this may be the definition of OT for some clients, I have come to realize it is not inclusive of numerous populations and how OT is applied to them. My new, new definition has changed greatly. Personally, occupational therapy is the assessment of life values and experiences to provide an accurate intervention to gain or regain meaningful occupation, ultimately reaching optimal well-being. Occupational therapy is often thrown aside in the world of professions, and some people don't even know what it means. In today's episode, I will have a special guest, David, to talk to you about what he believes about about OT and what it is, and I will show that there are multiple misconceptions that can be proved wrong. Hi, David. Welcome to my podcast. I wanted to ask you a few questions about what you know about occupational therapy, so maybe you can learn something new and spread word about OT. First, tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Um. Well, hello. My name is David Mariquin, and I am a freshman at the University of Scranton. I am an international language Spanish business major, and I am highly interested in the business field. However, I would like to learn a bit more about OT.
0: Alright, thank you. Now on to the questions. Firstly, do you know the difference between OT and PT?
1: Um. Honestly, I do not know the exact difference, but from what I have heard, physical therapy is often is offered to you after you get injured from something like a sport. OT is to do daily occupations. An example would be getting in and out of your car.
0: That was actually not too far off. Basically, PTs mostly focus on helping increase movement and preventative care, whereas OTs would help them, the client achieve day-to-day activities. Rebecca Landbin from Thomas Jefferson University states in the AOTA that while a PT might help you safely get in and out of the bed at the morning and walk 15 feet to your front door, an OT will meet you there and ask, Now what? My second question is, where do you think an OT works?
1: Well, assuming it's part of the medical field, I'd guess an OT would work in a hospital setting. Other than that, I'm not too sure.
0: Honestly, that is what I thought before coming to the university as well. Some examples of settings can include hospitals, outpatient or inpatient facilities, schools, prisons, mental health facilities, community centers, homes, and other non-medical areas. My last question for you is, what kinds of populations do you think OTs work with?
1: Because I think OT has to do with daily activities, they probably work with elderly, people with autism, and children.
0: Yes, OTs do work with these populations, but you'd be surprised to know how many more they can also work with. Any disability, age, illness, and injury can work with an OT to better their well-being. Rebecca Langbin from Thomas Jefferson University states in the AOTA that the goal of OT is to empower everyone, regardless of diagnosis, challenges, or limitations to be active, equal participants in their lives and in the world. So with that, thank you, David, for joining me today on this episode of Ava vs. OT, and I will see you all next time.